0: that time for Abby Grind there's a hustle for Abby Jay talk, there was a wrestle and here's how to do it this is Finance T with Paris <laughs> K talk and a by me
1: <laughs> hey 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 it's your girl paris k and today i'm joined by tamika g who is body goals for myself and probably a lot of other women out there before we jump into questions tamika please give us a brief intro
0: Hi there, thanks so much for having me. Um, so, as you said, my name is Tamika and I run a few businesses, one online and one in person, wellness retreats. And all of my businesses circled around health and wellness. Um, sorry, sorry, Parrot. I had a, a notification on. I'm so sorry about no, that. No, um, you're fine. I just turned it off. Yeah, so all my businesses circled around health and wellness. Helping women and empowering women and making them feel like their best selves. And I do that in a number of ways via coaching online, digital products, and in person wellness retreats.
1: Okay. So the first question I wanted to ask you was what led you into being a personal trainer? I know you had your own fitness journey where you lost 90 pounds, and that was 14 years ago. So I'm thinking that led you into it. But, you know, sometimes just because you have a, fin- a fitness journey doesn't mean that, you know, that becomes your passion.
0: Yeah, you know what? It kind of all started with me just sharing my journey with friends and family. And I think what happened was I often tell people that the journey, or I guess this industry found me in the sense Mm -hmm. that, My story started going viral. Um, Publications started picking it up because it is such a drastic difference. I lost almost 100 pounds, like you said. Mm -hmm. And then people just kept asking me, how can you help me? Can you help me? And I was also simultaneously in this corporate job that wasn't really serving me. And I saw this need for people who... Wanted to lose weight and do it the sustainable and healthy and lifestyle based way and not do extremes. So I started training people on the side. And then when I started to see the demand for that rise, it became an instant, like, an instant kind of, um, I guess, it gave me energy to try to see if I could do this full time. And then I led into finally quitting my corporate job of 10 years in human resources to start this entrepreneurial journey. And I've been on it for about three years now. So that's kind of my story. And I didn't kind of just want to be a personal trainer. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but there's just so much more to this wellness journey than the physical aspect. So it was really important for me to be a coach to help women on all aspects, the food, the movement, the mindfulness, the meditation, the yoga. So that's kind of what we offer today as a whole encompassing package.
1: Okay, I myself, I do yoga, but you know, I'm not as good in yoga, but <laughs> I try to do yoga as much as I can. I I think I would say I was a beginner. I'm not advanced in any way. And what I like most is that you meet everybody at their level of fitness. So whether it be a beginner, a somebody that is a fitness guru, loves to do fitness all the time, you meet us and you're also like relatable if somebody wanted to get a package with you, the whole experience, what what would they get if they were to get a package?
0: Yeah. And to touch on your first point, one of the reasons why I think I'm able to cater to all levels is because I've been at all levels. So I was over right. my entire life. So I know what it's like to not be able to go up the stairs without being out of breath. And then I also have trained for competition. So I know what it's like to be super fit and super athletic. So I can kind of understand all aspects of the journey, which is why I'm so adamant to making sure our programs are inclusive of everybody. Um, But what people can expect when they come to the whole experience, we have a whole suite of products. So if you're kind of just beginning your wellness journey, We have a downloadable digital product that basically takes you through 21 days of kind of like your jumpstart to wellness. So it includes the yoga, the mindfulness, the meditation and the fitness and the nutrition pieces. But it's like a bit of a taster um, because only 21 days. And obviously you can't change a whole lifestyle in 21 days. Right. Then we have coaching products, which is really kind of that next level intensive touch point for somebody who really kind of just needs and has the time and energy to invest in these coaching products, which is a coaching group that takes you through three months of coaching. So it's a full transformation program. And then if you're ready to kind of just be with like-minded women, have a dope experience, then we also have the whole experience retreat, which allows you to again come to a new place a new country and experience mindfulness yoga meditation fitness again the whole experience but abroad and we've done retreats in Colombia and South America and Italy and Greece and Thailand and Bali and Africa so that's the retreats. and what we're going to be launching soon is a membership option as well so those are for people who have kind of touched our world, whether you've done coaching, you've downloaded the program, you've come to a retreat and you just need that constant accountability and like ongoing support. We'll have a membership portal soon where people can kind of just get that, get the whole experience, all aspects of wellness from us, um, Mm -hmm. on a regular basis.
1: Okay. I feel like the membership would be so useful to so many people because it holds them accountable. I feel like sometimes you get to a place where you want to be. Yeah. um, Fitness wise. And then sometimes you lose sight of why you lost weight in the beginning. Like once you get in a relationship, you gain that happy weight because you're just eating and enjoying life and then you stop to have like fitness. So how do you help people to like continue to stay on the journey and just stay focused and remember why they started in the first place?
0: So our biggest thing is lifestyle implementation. So I think a lot of times when we get so into it and we do the extremes and we're going to the gym six days a week, that just feels really hard to maintain. Right. And then when life happens, like you said, whether it's a new relationship, a new job, a change in country or a, a moving of your home, when life happens, you find a really hard time kind of meeting those expectations you had set and dealing with life. So what we do from the jump is we say consistency is key. So if that means you can can even go to the gym two days a week or you can give your body movement three days a week, let's keep that consistent for the next 5, 10, 15 years versus trying to do the most and trying to keep that standard up and high. So we really kind of meet people with where they are today. And then we also really change and empower them to sorry, coach and empower them, I should say, to make sure they're honoring all seasons they're in. And recognizing that I've been on this journey for 14 years. I lost the weight 14 years ago. And some there's some seasons in my life where I'm only going to the gym two days a week, and that's okay. And I've released those expectations of having to be doing the most all the time and really meeting my lifestyle kind of where it is.
1: Right. So the same the same thing that you apply, I feel like the same thing you would apply to like finances, because I feel like consistency is key along with your finance journey, along with your fitness journey, is the same thing that you would apply with fitness. So I know you touched on something about when you're changing countries. So let's talk about you moving from Canada to Bali, like financially, how did that look for you? Like, was it expensive? What went into your thought process as far as like moving from Canada to Bali and why?
0: So I went from actually Canada to Hong Kong to Bali. Okay. The move from Canada to Hong Kong was very strategic. I moved with my company. I was still in corporate at that time, juggling my side hustle of well, like wellness training. And I moved from my job because Hong Kong is one of those epicenters of finance, money, and low taxes. So at that point in my journey, I was $50,000 in debt, had just gone through a divorce. Life was low, and I needed that financial like gained i needed to get ahead of the the curve and the way i did that was moving to hong kong so hong kong was my first international move i had never actually even been to hong kong but i moved there because the paycheck was amazing and their tax rate was super low so it was a strategic move from a financial perspective to help myself get out of debt and save up money because i always knew in the back of my heart that this dream of running a full-time online coaching wellness business was what i wanted to do so i needed to become financially solvent to do so while in Hong Kong, within the first year, I waxed off that debt because again, you just make such good money. I manage my expectations. I managed my expenses. I lived below my means. I did all the things to make sure I paid off that debt. And then the next two years in Hong Kong was just saving, saving, saving. So I was able to save a beautiful nest egg that I still to this day have not touched. But initially I saved it because I wanted to make sure I had that nest egg to go in on my own and do my own business. So I saved it. And then I moved to Bali and I chose Bali specifically because if you've ever been to Bali, you know that Bali just offers so much beauty and inspiration and. You just become really in tune with yourself. And I knew starting a business and leaving the corporate world, Bali was a place for me to really create something magical. And that's where the whole experience and the whole, the holistic approach to wellness was born. So that's where I got into, um, that's where I met my business partner, who's a yogi and a meditation guru. That's where I got into yoga and meditation. So it just really kind of felt right. And Bali was also a strategic move because after having all that money saved from Hong Kong, it was really important for me to find a place where I could have a high quality of life with low expenses. And that is, that's Southeast Asia overall, where you can get a dope massage for $5. You can get really healthy organic food for under $5. You can have a cleaner, you can have a pool, you can have all the things for really low expenses.
1: That is the complete opposite of what you get
0: here.
1: (laughs) I feel like healthier options here are more expensive. Um, I feel like, I don't know, every time I think about getting on a fitness journey, I'm always like, oh my God, it's so expensive to keep up with this particular lifestyle. So how do you stay within budget trying to be someone that is trying to be fit?
0: You mean in North America? Yes. Honestly, like making your own food isn't as expensive as going out and purchasing. So I'd say if it is really a priority for you, you have to devote the time to making your own food because buying all of these really bougie Pre-made organic products. That's where that's where you used to really start to to bleed at the pockets. I personally go, I'm in Canada now because of the time and climate we're in. Um, so right. home. Right. And I went grocery shopping and I probably spent 60 bucks for the week, but I got fresh produce. I got things that's going to require me to make food. So it was an opportunity for me. And I think we're in such a good space and time where we have space and time to really invest right. and learn. And you start to realize that the whole meal prep thing isn't as complicated as people make it. You can make a whole batch of veggies for three days in bulk it costs you ten dollars for a batch of veggies and that can last you three nights and that takes 40 minutes to make so i think we got to remove these like these these excuses i think we have to really hone in on the fact that it actually is not expensive if you go and buy a head of lettuce it's like a dollar dollar 99 so it's not expensive we just now that we need to have the time and find the time and i think we're just in a great space and time now where we have that time so it's just a matter of using it
1: And I feel like some of us lack the creative, like creative juices to make meals that it's not seeming like it's repetitious. Like for me, if I eat the same thing over and over again, like I don't want to eat it. The next business day, I'm like, "Uh, I don't want to eat that again. So it's like trying to find variety. I did see on your page that you offer a ebook, which kind of infuses like some of of the countries that you visit. Yeah. So... For someone that's looking to get the ebook, what should they expect with the ebook? What are so I have getting? two ebooks.
0: Um, so one is vegetarian based, and it's all of our okay. chefs around the world that that cater our retreats. So they've just given their own unique touches on, and it's very multicultural. So they can expect like a basically an international experience. <laughs> everything from Thailand to Greece to South Africa to Italy. It's just you have everything there, and they're all vegetarian. And then my personal cookbook on my personal website. So I have two websites, TamekaG.com and Um, But on my personal website, I have your favorite foods turned healthy. So I've turned pizza healthy and burgers healthy with fries. And I've just really made it. Because what my purpose in that and what I would definitely suggest to anybody who's looking, feels overwhelmed or feels like it's mundane, grab a piece of paper and list out your 20 favorite foods. Don't think about it being healthy just to say your 20 favorite foods. Then hop to our good old source, Google, and type in said food made healthy, and you're going to find a plethora of, 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 of recipes. I just think we're in a day and age where information is there and maybe it's overwhelming because there's so much, but there's a way for you to curate it. So one of those suggestions I have for clients is tell me your 20 favorite foods. They'll tell me shepherd's pie. They'll tell me wings. They'll tell me burgers and fries. They'll tell me whatever they tell me. And then we find a recipe online that works for them, whether it's in my cookbook or it's something online gifted to to their, on a blog or something. There's, there's something for you and you can kind of curate it that way and create variety for yourself.
1: Okay, what's your go-to meal, healthy meal? What's your go-to?
0: My go-to? Oh, gosh, I have so many. So my approach is every Sunday, because that's kind of like my planning day where I do my laundry, I do self-care, and I plan out my week, and I go grocery shopping on Sundays. So my Sunday is really about feeling into, like, what am I craving this week? Sometimes it's pasta. Sometimes it's pizza. Sometimes it's, like jerk chicken sometimes it's I want to be a week of being vegan so I'll really feel into what I'm feeling and I usually my magic number is three so I'll find three things that make sense and then I'll just go online and find cool recipes or if I have one in my arsenal I'll use that and then I go to the grocery store with that list and I just know what I'm making for the week and I do three because then I allow myself to have leftovers the next day and it gives me enough variety but allows me to not it doesn't also make me have to cook every day because I make enough So those ones are kind of my go-tos. Every week, I'm either having pizza or pasta or a burger because I just love that because I'm still a foodie at heart. Um, And then I often have Caribbean food that I've made healthy. I often have salads. Salads are really easy. They're my go-to for lunch. So the base is always kind of some kind of lettuce or spring mix. Then pop it with cucumbers, with carrots, with kind of a whole bunch of veggies, and then I have a topper, whether that's chickpeas or fish or something. So... I've made it, maybe because it's such second nature to me, it feels really easy, but I do think people overcomplicate things and it can be a lot easier.
1: Yes, I do. Okay. I'm a person who overcomplicates things when it comes Mm -hmm. to eating. (laughs) I'm a foodie. I love food. I am. If I said my top food, it would be pasta. So hmm. I just think a lot of times when I, when I think about fitness, people always say you can't have carbs. No carbs, no carbs. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't live without pasta. So basically what you're saying is that I can live with the pasta. I just need to find recipes that are healthy if I'm thinking about still eating pasta. Exactly.
0: And having it in moderation. So I I probably have pasta or pizza or a burger and fries once a week. Um, That's in my three. One of those are in my three. So I'm not having pasta every day, but it's in my week often. And I find the healthiest pasta I can find. Um, If you go to like a Whole Foods or a really healthy food store, there's a plethora of healthy pastas for you. Um, And I often go for red bases versus kind of the white, creamy, fatty bases. And I've been having carbs for 14 years and all of my clients have carbs. Carbs are not the enemy. Bad carbs are the enemy. So we just got to choose the right carbs. I always tell people quinoa is not your problem. Like we just got to find the right carbs for you.
1: So how are you managing Right now, because of COVID-19, like as far as going to the grocery store, are you having your groceries delivered to you? Are you still able to go to the grocery stores and like pick out what you want?
0: How are you? Never sad because I think that. COVID is showing people's purchasing habits. Because of course, all of the canned and plastic and packaged stuff are gone, but all of the produce is still there. You have all the fresh veggies; they're there every time I go. I'm a lot more planful. I'm trying to do my part in not being out too much, so I only go to the grocery store once a week. So that requires me at the top of the week to say, okay, Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, what am I gonna eat? And then actually having a really solid plan and going into the grocery store with a list and just going in, popping in my glo- popping on my gloves, putting on my mask, getting it done, and then that's it for the week. So since I've since quarantined for about three weeks, I've only been in the grocery store three times. I'm just really thankful with my visit. Okay.
1: And financially, do you feel like your business has suffered in any way through up because of COVID 19? I would say no, because your business is already like virtual as well. Like you offer virtual.
0: Yeah. So we've been able to be really fortunate to be able to help people during this time. Um, Thankfully, this is definitely a time where we're going to launch the membership site just because we know people need something to cling on to right now. So that's going to happen in the next week or two. Our team is working on it. Um, the retreats, we've paused and postponed because traveling retreats don't really make sense for our climate right now, so we've lost that cash flow. But the beauty about having various revenue streams is that when one kind of falls, you can pivot to the other. So really happy at the way we've kind of organized our business models, so we're not too impacted. But. We're also doing, a, we're going to be doing a scholarship program for people who, you know, can't afford things right now because we also recognize the importance of giving back during this time too. So people who can't afford wellness but really need it, we're going to have options available for them.
1: Oh, I definitely love the details for that. I would love mm-hmm. to contribute. And as far as your journey and actually just getting into fitness did you, how did you obtain, did you obtain a personal trainer certification or you said you started with friends and family and then after you started with your friends and family, did you get your certification after that? So or- yeah,
0: sorry, I, def- I have my certification, um, but it started first with just advice. And then when I started to see the requests coming through and the viral um, the viral share started to happen. My, my, my influence kind of started growing. It was then time for me to get certified and really try to monetize this. And that's, that's kind of my approach. So I got certified after I started getting the request. Like I said, the industry kind of found me in a way.
1: And if, a, if someone wanted to become a personal trainer Where would they have to obtain
0: their certification? There are so many ways nowadays. I got my training. I got my, I had to do mine in person in class because I got mine so long ago. I don't want to like age myself, but nowadays you can grab a certification (laughs) online. Mine was like a really intense one where I had to go to class and then I had to do a practicum and I had to do all this. It's an in-person exam of like two hours, but now you can do everything online. So I've been told from people who are new trainers that it is actually quite a seamless process. The information is there, but really it's kind of what you do with it because it's 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 a bit of a job and journey to kind of build your clientele and become an expert in the space and be renowned because it is quite saturated. So I would say it's once you get the certification, that's kind of like half the battle. The other half is now building your business.
1: Right. I was just going to touch on that. Like, how did you build your clientele? I feel like it's a referral based clientele. Would you say that?
0: I, I would, I would definitely agree. A lot of our And a lot of it is like, because we have, we're in a day and age where there is so much like social media and you can do emails. We give away a lot of content for free. We, we definitely believe in getting people into our world, having them fall in love with our work and then kind of, on the back end saying, well, these are the offerings we have, versus just hitting them with the offerings at the beginning. So we have a bunch of free downloadable products. Exactly. We have a lot of things to kind of get people into our world. And then once they're there, we can then say, these are the options available to you. Um, the retreats truthfully kind of sell themselves because it is such a fantastic opportunity for people to go away, go somewhere exotic, go alone, and have an amazing tribe with them. And easy. so that's it's an easy sell. Um, the coaching programs also another easy sell because not many programs out there are that experience all that that whole experience where you have the yoga, the mindfulness, the fitness, the nutrition, and all things. So I think we have a really strategic product line that we offer, and just offering it's a it's it's a unique advantage we have. But that was all very strategic
1: and for the retreats how do you guys determine what country that you guys are going to before you go to the retreat and do the women know each other prior to So the women
0: to the do retreat? not know each other. For every retreat we have about 14 women that attend and I would say maybe one set of friends comes at most. Sometimes two sets of friends. The rest are just solo travelers that you know, you know the average woman who wants to go away but nobody's really down. So these this is for them. This is for them like they still want to go away and have that group experience. And then what was the other part of your question? I lost it.
1: <laughs> no, how do you go oh, yeah, yes. where you're going to? So
0: we're actually average travelers. So when I left Bali to kind of complete my story, I, I developed the business in Bali and decided what I wanted to do. And then I was a huge part of me was I wanted to travel the world. So I sold everything, got rid of all my stuff packed up a suitcase and I had been, and I nomad it. I traveled from country to country running my business, doing retreats for about two and a half years. So I say that to say, like, I've been to upwards of 43 countries um, and I know the world. So it's really, so we only go to places that we know well, where we have contacts. Um, we're now doing repeats where we've been to certain countries like three or four times with retreats. So we just now have a team on site that we can kind of work with. So we're really strategic. It needs to make sense. It needs to be touristy. There needs to be things to do, but it still needs to have that retreat vibe. We need to find the right place to stay. We need to find the right menu and the chef. So there are a lot of things that go into picking the retreat space, but I would say our nomadic journey, myself, my business partner, really play a role because we just have the intel because of our lifestyles. We just know where to go and what works.
1: And when you're on a retreat, I see that you guys do givebacks out of the retreats. Like, is that a combo deal, the give back along with the retreat? Or so basically, a
0: any a portion of our proceeds goes to a charity of choice. And what we do with one day of the retreat is we then give back and volunteer with the women. Because, again, that is such a part of wellness. So we'll pick the charity of choice. It's usually local because we don't really believe in giving more money to the big guys. We really want to support the local initiatives on in-country. So it's a local initiative. We'll learn about them, get to know them. We'll pick them. We do a robust research process. And then when the women are there, we bring them to, whether it's in Africa, for instance, we just went to a school, we volunteered, we taught the kids. And that allowed the women to kind of see where their contributions were going. So that's the we did. That's our charitable arm of our business.
1: Okay. Understood. So, if someone was looking to travel by themselves, what advice would you give to that individual financially? How how would you say a person could stay if they wanted to go to as many It's funny, my business partner to. and
0: I, we did, we get this question a lot about nomading because we spent about three years on the road. And mm-hmm. one of the questions we asked, we're asked all the time is like, how do you afford it? And we don't stay in like backpacker type hospital places. Like we stay in nice places. And when we tally up how much we spent for, I think it was the year 2018, we spent 26,000 US dollars because what people don't what people don't realize is the money that the, when if you do choose to kind of take a life on the road and really travel and go like back to back countries then what you're foregoing is rent and bill pay and car payments and bills and phone payments and all those things add up so where we're only spending like two thousand dollars a month that's on airbnb and food and plane tickets like it kind of evens out so i would say for somebody who's looking to be nomadic and just travel the world and kind of go wherever the world takes them start with countries that are more affordable like countries in asia and south america and africa um and then when you kind of start to get the groove of how you can save money and how it works then you can kind of move to places like europe um but it is very affordable once you kind of remove and lessen and the expenses in your day-to-day life, you can absolutely travel the world.
1: So, would you say you have any secret travel yeah. hacks that you use? Like some people say, purchase your tickets on Tuesday yeah. because they're lower. No, that used mm-hmm. to be the
0: case, but now with <laughs> travel and everybody knowing that secret, it's not so much the case anymore. Unfortunately, at least from my experience. Um, but I would say you got to be flexible. That's what it is. So, if you are traveling, you got to be flexible, especially if you're going to take on the nomadic journey, because Tickets can vary by hundreds of dollars based on the day in which you book. So if you if you're adamant on going on a, a Friday or a Saturday, guess what? Most people are. Maybe you want to go on a on a Wednesday, and really play around with the dates and play around with the locations. There's so many travel hacks that I have in my arsenal, like air, and for me, it's not second nature, but like Airbnb is a travel hack in itself, like gone are the day, never stayed at a hotel because it just doesn't make sense. And with Airbnb, you can absolutely negotiate with the host. So the price that you see is not the price you get. So what I often do is if I'm staying longer, I'll message the host offline and say, I'm staying longer. Can I get a special rate? And like nine times out of 10, they're like, yes. Um, when you go abroad like definitely find ways to i we often see it makes more sense for us to rent a car for the month or to just deal with ubers and stuff so there's opportunities for you to really cost save when you when you take a life on the road
1: that brings me to a point i was just recently in uh jamaica like two two months ago in february i was in jamaica and <laughs> they didn't have Uber, right? So I was just like, oh, my God, how are we going to get around? So when you're going to these different countries, how do you know what the transportation is like there? Like if you're going to have Uber or not? Or do you fill it out? No, so typically,
0: well, because we go and set up shop and like basically live in these countries for a certain <laughs> amount of time, we do our research. Mm-hmm. So what we'll do is we'll figure out what mode of transportation is best, where the closest gym is, where the closest health food store is, and what kind of a range. And that kind of determines whether or not we want to go into a place. Some places there's no Uber and taxis are really expensive. So we then look into, does it make sense for us to rent a car? What side of the street do they drive on? There's a lot of research process into going to what country makes sense. And then once you start to realize the regions and know the regions, like, then other regions other countries within the region are very similar so then you just become it becomes second nature and intel but at the beginning i would definitely say um do your research for sure and everything's available on google there's so many travel bloggers out there that give all the free information so kind of them
1: and what two countries would you say are the most affordable countries for people to visit
0: well i guess it depends affordable for the quality you get or just affordable in general Uh, I wouldn't say affordable. Yeah, so I would say definitely Southeast Asia. And I would probably say Vietnam and in Thailand.
1: Yeah. Okay. I've never been to Thailand, so I'm just like, okay, I'll just live through your pictures. (laughs) I've been following you for a very long time. I've been following you before. I believe you and Whitney became wow. business partners. So what made you want to get a business partner? Is it because you're better as a team than by one person? Like So how
0: again, it shows me. I didn't choose that. I met Whitney in a coffee shop in Bali. And at the same time, I was organizing these retreats and looking for a yoga teacher. Basically, at first, it was just going to be hiring a yoga teacher to come in and treat teach yoga. And when I really started to talk to her and we got to know one another, we were born on the same birthday. So that just was cool in itself. We started, and it was around our birthday. So we started hanging out for our birthday. I started realizing how like-minded we were and how much our visions were aligned and how much of a unique offering we could have if we paired our skill sets together. And it kind of just chose us. Like it divi- we divinely met, um, we divinely connected at a time in our lives where we both could have space to create something like this. And since then we have not looked back, so it's it's beyond us. Like the mere fact that we're born on the same birthday, it was meant to be. Our our, our unique gifts were meant to merge and offer this to the world.
1: And how did you guys create your it business? It kind of now?
0: evolved. Um, we started off with retreats and then we started realizing with the retreats, people were like, we want more. And I already had a coaching business on the side. And I was like, well, what if I were to merge your skill set with my coaching business we could offer a real like whole experience coaching experience um so then we we added that on and then that the digital products for people who are like I don't want to coach but I just need something to kickstart. So then they then came in the digital products and the ebook and then it kind of just like most businesses morphed into what it is today. And then now we're gonna be moving to this membership site for people who are like okay I've done the coaching. I, I need more accountability. Um, so we're just continually offering and listening to our demographic and our target market and our people who, who tell us what they want. And we provide unique offerings based off of that all around our model, which is really the whole holistic experience.
1: Right. So with your business model, I feel like if someone was looking to get into this industry, they would make it would make more sense. Basically, you're making more money if you network with people. And utilize others' skill sets along with your skill sets to elevate your business. Would that be yeah or no? Sorry, go ahead. So, so if you're just starting out, like if I'm just a newbie, I don't have any clientele. I'm trying to get my foot wet, but I want to be a personal trainer. I want to make this a full-time thing for me, but I just don't know where to go with it. Yeah,
0: I would say um, my approach like was just really learn my skill, understand my skill, understand my unique offering. Um, And then I started with friends and family and then that kind of just grew. I gave away a lot, a lot of content was for me. Like my content creation was like, I would give away, I had workout Wednesdays, every Wednesday I would give a workout, meal prep Mondays, every Monday I would give a recipe and that was investment of time. So it wasn't just, I wasn't always thinking of the bottom line. I was really thinking of a a giving service where I could continue to give, give, give and knowing that it would come back to me tenfold and it did. So, uh, and this wasn't a strategy I had to, get clients it was just what was on my heart at the time and that was one of the reasons why i was really adamant in saving up money moving to bali so that the bottom line and the return wasn't so important as much as it was just doing what i loved
1: okay so your advice to a newbie would be like this is it has to be your passion if it's not your passion then maybe you should find another career because your heart needs to be in this in order to Really. Yeah, and 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 I think people
0: people can really sense it it. and feel it. You've been with those trainers, you've been with those coaches where you're just like, Are you even excited right now? So yeah, that's a big piece of the pie. I think another big piece is find a unique offering. You gotta you gotta differentiate yourself. The market's so saturated. So when you find what your unique unique offering is, maybe it's like twerking classes or they have like goat yoga, they have all these things now that's hitting a niche. Or if you're gonna just kind of be more um standard i hate that word but if you're going to be more um what's i don't know what a better word is but standard then be the best at your craft and really make sure have the right. get the client testimonials have a few clients at the beginning get the before and afters make sure you're able to really make that impact and focus then and then, then it will multiply and grow
1: and what separates your business from others
0: Um, So we have a holistic approach. I I have yet to come across a plan that has that, but a plan that focuses on mindfulness, mindset, yoga, meditation, fitness, nutrition, and basically brings you into a lifestyle implementation. I've yet to come across a program like that, all at an expert level. So that is our differentiator.
1: And what would be the most important thing that you would say that a person needs to have before deciding
0: to get a well a personal trainer, trainer or, or like our services I think they're different.
1: Before before we even seek out coaching, what should we
0: try to do with ourselves? So I can only speak for our services. So when people come to me and they're ready, usually the usually the person has tried it all. So they've tried the keto, they've tried the, all the weight loss products, they've tried all the extreme fat diets. And they recognize it doesn't help and they're ready to implement lifestyle change. Those are the people that work well with us because they recognize that this is the right solution and the quick fixes don't necessarily work and they are not sustainable. So for us, we need somebody who's really ready to commit to a lifestyle and truthfully ready. For anybody that's just kind of looking to start a a personal training or a coaching journey I would say what they probably need to do is make sure that they've removed and released excuses they're ready to really commit full-time to this make sure they've done their due diligence and found somebody that vibes so if you want if you want if you're if you're really seeking lifestyle don't find the trainer that's going to make you work out seven days a week because it's not aligned. don't find the trainer that's going to make you count calories and macros because that's not aligned to what you want so really hone in on what it is you're looking for and then find somebody that's a perfect match
1: okay that's good advice really good advice and if anybody wanted to find you online so my personal page is
0: tamika g and tamika g fitness on facebook and tamika g.com and then our business where we offer all of our offerings is the whole experience whole underscore experience on instagram whole experience your whole experience on facebook and the whole experience.org is our website
1: And I wanted to thank you for coming on today and sharing your information, giving us all the travel um, hacks, and also telling us about traveling and your fitness journey, how you got there. I truly appreciate it, and I hope my phone. You're so welcome. Thank you so much well. for having
0: me. I really appreciate it. Bye. Talk to you soon.